It was interesting that the word priority was only a singular word until about the 1900s. And then for some reason, it became plural and became priorities. But the real definition of priority was the one thing. Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Keeping our priorities in line can be quite a challenge. So today, Brian, Dan, and Terry focus on what is most important in your life. Here's Dan to kick off today's conversation. Let me ask you, what is the most important thing in your life? That's what we're talking about today on Finish Strong, your priorities. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about a scene from a movie that I think depicts this so well, setting your priorities. I'm going to discuss some of the pain I experienced when my wife had stage four cancer and how my priorities were flipped all around. Brian and Terry are here. And and guys, we all think about when our priorities were out of line and it becomes imperative every day to kind of recheck your priorities. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, it really does. Uh, you, you sometimes don't realize it till you're into it, but when you're going through the throes of life and everything seems against you, usually you can sit back and go, oh man, my priorities are screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, find, you find out where, where you went wrong. I mean, you, I, I tell Dan all the time, I, say, I lay in bed at night and I go my, through my day and I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this or did that. And it's true. And the same thing with whatever you're deciding to do through your life, you can actually go back and see where you took that step out. Yeah, and we do that every day. But then we have to look at the big picture. What are our main priorities are they money, success, family, mm-hmm. or work? Yeah, interesting you say that, Dan, because I was reading the other day, and it was interesting that the word priority was only a singular word until about the 1900s. And then for some reason, it became plural and became priorities. But the real definition of priority was the one thing. So it's kind of crazy to think that we now have priorities, that it's plural, and that we have 5, 10, 15, one things in our life. And uh, that's probably what's creating some of the chaos that we sense in our life and that other people sense in their own life. And if you go to Scripture, The Old Testament had 613 commandments telling us what to do. And it was so interesting that Jesus took all those commandments, boiled it down into two. And we're going to get to that, Jesus' verse. Mm -hmm. But Brian, in the Old Testament, Solomon talked about it. He sure did. He had it all. But he says it over in, um, where am I at, Ecclesiastes 211, thus I considered all my activities which my hands had done, and the labor which I had exerted, and behold, all was vanity, and striving after the wind, and there was no profit under the sun. Isn't that Mm. amazing? Yeah, it really is. Stay tuned, because Terry's going to tell you what Jesus told us our priority should be. But first, I want to talk about a movie called City Slickers. Guys, do you remember? Did you, did you watch anyone watch that movie? <laughs> that yeah, was hilarious. Norman was the calf, wasn't Norman, I think, was the calf. 
That was in that. The I little think cow? that may have yeah. been. Yeah. But, you know, Jack Palance and Billy Crystal started. And Jack Palance was this old salty cowboy, and uh, they were driving the herd, moving the herd, and uh, Billy Crystal played the part of Mitch. So Curly was Jack Palance. Curly's talking to Mitch, and Curly says, "You know, you city slickers, you come out here." And you spend two weeks, you, you spend all year working yourself into all these knots. And you come out here and you think that two weeks of riding a horse and, and driving the cattle is going to untie all those knots. He goes, you don't know what life is all about. And, and Mitch says, well, what is life all about? And Jack Palance holds up his index finger. And he says this. And, and Mitch says, your finger? <laughs> and he goes, no, the one thing. This is the secret to life is the one thing. And, and, and Mitch goes, well, what is it? What is the one thing? And Curly says, well, that's for you to figure out. And Terry, Jesus told us he had it all figured out what the one yeah. thing is. Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, the wisdom of the old codger, I mean, that is so good. And it's so important we have to choose what's best. There's a lot of good things out there. We can't choose them all. We have to choose what's best. And Jesus, I, I mentioned there were 613 commandments in the Old Testament. Jesus brought it all together in Mark 12. And I want to read a couple of those verses here, the 30th and the 31st verse. And uh, when we talk about priorities, I think this, in a nutshell, will do it for us. It says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. But then he goes on to say, and the second is like this, you should love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. So he's telling us, if you'll love me, if you'll love others, and then also you have to love yourself to love others. If you'll do those three things, that becomes the priority of life, loving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, I always remember the acronym JOY. If you want real joy, your priorities are Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And it really is true, but there's so many things that can keep us from that priority of loving God first. I mean, we have so many distractions in life, we right? We really do. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think that's the first thing you got to do is kind of go, if I'm not loving God like I should, why am I not? Is it work? Is it too much play? Is it our time management that keeps us from doing it? Maybe it's technology. Could be sin in our life. It could be failures. There's any number of things but until we sit down and reflect on that and get those things out of our life, we'll never truly be able to get our priorities straight in loving God the way he wants us to. You know, Brian, I remember when we were in Chicago working in Christian television and you won an Emmy Award and that kind of became everybody's goal. If I could only win an Emmy. And I remember you got up and, and you gave a great acceptance speech and you talked about our volleyball team <laughs> up and coming. But I'm sure it was great in the moment, but then, I mean, then the Emmy sits on a shelf. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, I have a couple of Emmys now, and they're in the garage. <laughs> so, wow. so it's absolutely right. Yeah, um, they're in I a box somewhere, right? <laughs> I, it's right. But I, with the Angel Awards, too, yeah, they're all out there. Yeah. But, I, but I remember that, too, because you're right. I thanked the volleyball team, and I forgot to thank my crew, and I heard about that. 
<laughs> so, well, you know, priorities. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Matthew, I think in chapter 6, verse 19, Christ said to the disciples, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not Break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Every day, we have to guard our heart. We have to, you know, make sure that those priorities are in order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there came a time in my life, actually, what um, was the springboard for us forming Fearless Faith was when my wife, Beth, became ill. I mean, very ill. And I'll never forget when I heard the word stage four cancer, it changed everything. I mean, I realized my priorities were out of whack. I wanted to be the best host on QVC. I wanted to always have the best shows. I wanted to interview the best people. Suddenly, that all meant nothing. Yeah, I bet. I realized that caring for Beth, seeing her through this, was going to be my priority along with prayer. I mean, I started praying, and I prayed without ceasing, and God was the priority. And my priorities for those three years were were right. And looking back now, though, I can say God truly uses all things. It says in Romans 8, uh, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God. And even now, looking back and saying good came out of my wife's passing, well, fearless faith came out of that. A couple books came out of that. And um, sometimes circumstances, though, mm-hmm. can change our priorities. Yeah, they really yeah. can. They really can. And yeah. and you obviously realize the importance of investing in time with God and loving God. And sometimes those circumstances help bring that more to the forefront. And that's something I've tried hard to do. I guess we all do. But I think if we'll consciously seek to put God first, I try to have my devotions first thing in the morning spend some strong, valuable time there reading the Bible and praying and praising God. And and that helps set the tone for my whole day and helps me kind of refocus on what my priority is. First of all, investing in him. And then I think he kind of sets me up where I can then love invest in others, invest in myself as the day goes on. But, you know, to stay consistent in our walk with the Lord, we have to invest that time early on and show him that we love him. Mm -hmm. Well, we talk about others, and Beth was obviously close to me. But, Brian, you had something happen early in your life that really kind of affected your priorities. and That's that's right, but it has to do with another death, unfortunately, and it was my father's. He, he passed away right after I graduated from college, uh, within months, I mean, a couple months later. And my mom was only 50 at the time, but she never remarried. She never dated. She never had the desire to. And my sister and I would say, Mom, get out there, you know, you just go, have fun, date somebody. And she would never do it. And, she, and I asked her why. And she says, because your dad was loving my life and nobody could ever love me like he did. Hmm. And he, she, but her priority changed at that time. She wasn't, she'd seen other people remarrying that and things that went through. And she goes, it was never the same. But she knew where she stood. She had her church. She had her friends. She had her family. And then she, and she was an office manager. And she went on after she retired. She wanted to do like we're doing. She wanted to give back. So she joined Youth with a Mission. And she ended up traveling all over the world with them. My goodness. And, and she was, and, and she was just fulfilling what she could do for other people to fill her life out to, that she could take it to the end and finish strong. But she 
did that because she she uh, wasn't selfish. She wanted to give back. Right. She didn't want to uh, remarry in that and go mm. through that whole thing again because she had the best. And she wanted to live with that memory but be able to give what she had forward to everybody else. So back to my acronym, JOY, Jesus, Others, and then Yourself. You know, Terry, sometimes you feel like you're not supposed to love yourself or take care of yourself, but Jesus said, love your neighbors as yourself. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes when we, uh, you know, as Christians, we think, oh, it's always got to, we, we have to serve others and that has to be such a priority. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're not really going to be able to serve others the way God wants you to. And even in that scripture that I read, it says to love the, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So there's all these parts of your body, your spirit. You have to take care of your spirit. I mentioned that devotion time, and it's so critical for all of us to do that on a daily basis. And and our mind, if we don't keep our mind sharp, God can't use us as effectively. That's one thing I've done over the, it's been decades now, I make myself read at least two books a month. So I read a minimum of 24 books a year. Uh, I listen to pot. But do they have to have, a, they have to have a lot of pictures, well, right? Mo- I, the, half of them are comic books, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes to get to 24, you know, <laughs> you've heard of the Hardy no, Terry Boys. Act- have you heard of the Hardy yeah, Boys? <laughs> I, hear, I hear they're pretty good. Yeah. No, Terry has a, a depth of wisdom that I can only say is still in the shallow end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but no, you you have always kept a good balance. And you, you can tell when things are out of balance. I remember when uh, one year I, I, I worked 29 days out of 30 days in the month of September. I, w- I traveled to Italy. It was during the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run race. I was at QVC every night, every day. And uh, they actually gave me an award for it, a little bonus. It was nice. But I thought, man, I've got no time for anything yeah. else. It was just crazy, but we have to be careful, don't we? Because if we don't set our own priorities, someone else can dictate our priorities. And that is a danger. John, you know, I'm going to bring in our producer here. He's a young man, but I'm sure you've seen how people will try to influence you on do, do you, and question you sometimes on what your priorities are. Oh, all the time. It's it's easy to get pulled in different directions. And one of the things that I live by, and I actually have this posted up at work, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, yeah, that's and good. Perfect. That's good. That really helps me make decisions. And you know, once you know the vision that you're that you're applying to your life and that you're trying to do, to live out, when something doesn't line up with that main thing, it's easier to say no to it. So yeah. that's something that's been a huge, a huge help for me. Back to City Slickers, I think of Curly holding up his finger and saying, it's the one thing. Yeah. And Mitch questions I, the main goes, thing. What is yeah. it? That's for you to figure out. We all have to have to figure out what the main yeah. thing is. Yeah, and as we're loving, I, I think back, I spent 12 years at two different churches as executive pastor. And when you get on staff at a church, you can be potentially pulled so many ways by so many different people. And I had to sit and kind of build a priority structure for myself on how I treated others and what I thought was more important. And I always I tried to put my wife first, my daughter second, the church had to come in third 
And then my friends came in after that. And once I got that priority structure in place, that helped me with my time management, my use of energy, and allowed me to, to have a pretty strong marriage. My wife's not here to dispute that, so I'll say a, a pretty yeah. strong marriage, a great <laughs> daughter, and good friends. But it all comes down to that structure and the priorities. So now I know why I didn't hear for, from you for 10 years. I was at the bottom of your friends list. Uh, apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And I think we have to be careful that we're not conformed to the world, that we are setting our own priorities and making sure they're in line with God's priorities. Yeah, it's so easy to to let that slip, isn't it? It is. As the things of the world start to creep in and we start to worry about this and that, and then we try to uh, attack the worry and get rid of what's going on there. And really... That wasn't a priority to begin with. We shouldn't have been worrying about that to start. Yeah. I remember my dad, after he left my mom, um, his second marriage was really bad. Um, this woman was mainly after his money. And and then he got her her mother to come in and take control of his office. And he actually fired a woman that had been with him his whole career mm. That had really helped him build his business. I remember thinking, man, what is wrong with him? Even as a kid, I thought he's all screwed up. He's got his priorities wrong. And he, you know, at the end of his life, he had a lot of regrets. And I think we have to think about that. You know, in our final days, what will our regrets be? Well, our regrets will be when we had our priorities out of balance. And, you know, Brian, I we talk a lot about how the three of us are so fortunate to have had godly parents. You know, my mom was such a strong Christian and my dad came around near the end of his life, but I know he had a lot of regrets. And um, I think our parents, all three of us had parents that at least my mom had no regrets. And I know you guys, mm-hmm. both your parents were strong. You know, my, my my mom, I don't think had any regrets either. I mean, she was so strong and you could tell by my Bible that she had one of my Bibles and she just wrote constantly. I learned so much from that. I was praying the other day, I was reading, I was going, thank you, Lord, that my mom gave me this gift, all this knowledge in here that she, she got, uh, gathered through the years in the different services she was in. But you know, my dad, he, he was, my mom was his mentor in Christ because she led him to the Lord. And on his deathbed, he, he looked at her and he says, my mom's name is Josephine. He said, Joe, he said, you think God can forgive me for the things I couldn't do? And she goes, what are you talking about? Of course. My dad just didn't, he just felt like he couldn't, uh, he, he didn't like to pray in front of a lot of people. He didn't feel like it, he was worthy enough to take so many people before the mm. throne of the Lord. And it's little things like that, you know, where he felt unworthy where he wasn't, when he really wasn't. But my mom was a strength in the family on that end of it. And she had to get, he had to hear from her that, sure, God forgives you for everything. He's, he's not going to look at you what you think are shortcomings. Yeah, you know, I think a lot, a lot of us, we talk about our priorities and about listening to God and the Bible, and we talk about others. Well, another area where others can really be influential is finding people who have gained a lot of wisdom in life. Um, I know we should have, because we're mm-hmm. all in our 60s, Brian's even crossed the 70s, but, you know, 
we, we have a little wisdom. Hopefully, John, our, our young producer here, will learn something from our wisdom. But it's something to think about. What legacy will we leave for younger people, the generation behind us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's no way that we could leave the legacy that we want to leave if we don't, as John said, keep the main thing the main thing. If we don't have love yeah, that's true. as the foundation to everything we do in life, then the odds are we will not leave the legacy that we hope to leave when that time comes, that's for sure. But you know, guys, over in Colossians 3, 2, the Bible tells us, set your minds on things that are above, yeah. not on things that are on earth. And I think that, that tells the whole story right there, too. When we keep our mind and our focus on yeah. Jesus, that's the whole difference in the world. And that ties back to what Jesus said in Matthew 6, where he talked about lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. Right. Because treasures on earth are temporary. Yeah. And we've got to keep our eye on the eternal. I read somewhere that we need to, you know, kind of uh, be in the world and live in the world, but also keep an eye on eternity. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's sometimes easier to say than to do, but we have to do that. And we have to, everything that we go through, through life, we have to keep our eye on our priority. And like John said, the main thing is the main thing. And you gotta, if you keep your focus on that, then you're going to be able to get through everything that happens daily in your life. Yeah. And who would have thought that a crusty old cowboy in city slickers would have cut through all of this... And had the answer for us. That's it's pretty, really, that's pretty that's, amazing, that's isn't a, it? That's a, that's a great tie back, Terry. <laughs> you know, you, you open with something and you come back to it, but it's true. It's this, the one thing. Mm-hmm. Now I say to you that are listening, it's up to you to figure out what that one thing is. Yep. And I remember when my mom had passed and we were we had the viewing and all the family was around and so many people talked about how she was a prayer warrior and how close to God she was. And there was no doubt among any of us of where my mom is. I mean, she was in heaven. I know Beth met her when she arrived and there was a celebration, but she did it right. And I think we all want to hear those words. And this is what we have to think about every day. What will Jesus say to us? We want him to say, well done thou good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. I think we need to think about that. Yeah, and that's right. Absolutely. That's right. It's, it's all part of finishing strong, isn't it? It doesn't matter what stage in life you are. Once you get those priorities lined up, everything else can fall into place. And, and it tells us in Proverbs 16, 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Amen to that. That's right. And we want to commit our work here at Fearless Faith to the Lord, and we strive every day to do that. We want to uh, listen to the words of Christ when he says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. And the second one is unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And as, uh, as Curly said, the one thing, you got to figure it out. It's up to you. Figure it out. So we're so glad you're joining us for our Finish Strong podcast. We're just three guys who are uh, kind of uh, well past midlife, but we don't want to just (laughs) retire and uh, fade off into the background. We decided we wanted to finish strong 
because we do want to hear those words from Christ. And if you're listening and you're saying, wow, I wonder what they'll say about me when I die. I wonder if I'm leaving a legacy and I wonder, will I even get to heaven? You can know for sure that you're going there. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm a sinner. I failed you, but I want you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart, cleanse me and make me a new creature and let me live my life in such a way so that I can truly finish strong and hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So Lord, I pray for everyone that prayed that prayer, that you'll help them to grow in their faith. And we just thank you for this opportunity to talk about what is truly important in life, what our priorities and what our priority is. We ask it in thy name. Amen. Well, guys, that was another uh, great podcast. The time always flies by. Our thanks to John Matarazzo, our, our producer, and uh, it's been great having you with us. I hope you'll uh, continue to read and, and watch and follow us on more episodes of Finish Strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.